Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. The Gospel according to John chapter 4, starting at verse 1. You will find these words. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me? a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verses of emphasis, verse four, but he needed to go through Samaria. Verse nine, Samaritans, or what he says here, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Saints, I want to talk to you today from the thought, three elephants in the room, part one. Three elephants in the room, part one. Amen. This particular passage of scripture, to most is a very familiar passage because it deals with the Samaritan woman whom herself had many issues. But today I want to talk about this text uh, from three perspectives. Some things that uh, from a casual reading, amen, we might not have observed. In this three-part series on three elephants in the room, the first elephant that I see in the text is found in verse 9 when she says, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. We most times look at this text, those who are familiar with it, and we look at this text from its problem of relationship. 
from his problem um, for relationship, which we will talk about, amen, about the woman and her husbands. And then some might even talk about it from the perspective of uh, uh Challenges as it relates to women's rights, amen, in the text. But I continue to show you that there's another elephant in the room. And that is an elephant of race. That is an elephant of race. In the text, Jesus was born into the family of Jews. He is a descendant of Judah, of the 12 tribes of Israel. He is a Jew. He is from one of the two tribes of the southern kingdom called Judah. The other tribe being Benjamin. Out of the 12 tribes, the other 10 tribes were in the northern kingdom, if you remember. Remember when God, through Isaiah, amen, he prophesied that the northern kingdom would be destroyed by a nation outside of them. And we found later in 722 B.C. that they were destroyed by the Assyrians. By the Assyrians. How did the Assyrians destroy them? Well, the Assyrians did not just come in and blast them to death. No. The Syrians did not just exile them to death. No. What the Syrians did is he, they exiled, deported some, and they, if you will, imported others. So they exported Israelites, amen, and imported pagans into the congregation, if you will, or into the nation. And so intermarriage began to occur, and then the lines of uh, race started to break down because now we have this mixed bunch of folks in the northern kingdom that eventually had the name Samaritans. The reason why they got to be Samaritans is because the capital of the northern kingdom was Samaria. So they began becoming Samaritans. And it was a big issue because the purists in the southern kingdom thought they were better than those in the northern kingdom because they felt they were the pure race. I don't know by now, but uh, this ought to sound familiar to us today. Uh, um, this whole thing of racial issues, amen, is not something that just started in the United States of America. Racial issues have been a problem for a long, long time. But I believe that we can find some things in this text that'll help us along the way. Racial issues and racial uh, racism comes out of the thought that one uh, people think that they are better than another. That, that's where racism comes from. And it, it, it's a desire also to have control over one people. Amen. It's got a lot to do with, with finance. It's got a lot to do with power and control. 
We, we've seen racism, amen, in our country as a way by which one people, amen, has gone to another people and enslaved them to have free labor. When you get through at the end of the day, amen, if you're going to find the leprechaun, you find the pot of gold. It's about money. It's about power. So somebody has to be subjugated. Well, you know uh, from our studies of the Pharisees and that, that southern kingdom, they had a problem with money. Amen. They were very selfish and they were very shrewd at how they dealt with money. Jesus Christ himself went into a synagogue one day, amen, and he started whipping and turning over tables because he said, you have turned the house of God, which was the house of prayer, into a den of thieves. See, even back here in this time, they had problems with trying to get over on somebody else. But in this text, we find a particular Jew that knew that his call was to go to Samaria. And his name is Jesus. Jesus says, but he needed to go through Samaria. There were some things that needed to be addressed in Samaria to lift up the heads of folk who thought that they really were less than the next man. Some of them were fighting this, 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 this uh, classism that was going on between the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. But some had fallen into the whole idea that they were not as pure as the southern kingdom. You know, if you're going up to Jerusalem, you're right. But if you're going down to Jericho, you're wrong. I don't know about you, but it sounds a little familiar. We look at this text and Jesus goes to, to take care of a situation that was in a great need of the master. And it was this issue of racism. It was an issue that Jesus is going to unpack, he's going to deal with in this text as we introduce this one as the first elephant in the room is that Jesus has gone to the Samaritan woman. Everything that is going on here is about rebuilding something that has been broken down. Now this text, we are going to find that it's not so much about social integration. Amen. But it's about allowing a people of their own, amen, to know that they're just as loved by God as the next ones are. That they are no less in the sight of God than the next people are. That they are just as entitled to the goodness of the Lord as everyone else. And Jesus, before he left the earth, knew he had to go by Samaria to start a change, to start a reconciliation, not necessarily with everybody in Judah with Samaria, but first reconciling Samaria, Samaria back to God. 
See, you can't find reconciliation between two people until two people have the same God. Amen. If one people has one God and another, there's always going to be division. But Jesus is looking, amen, what I notice is so interesting about this text is that as we study this in the next few weeks, we will realize that nowhere in here Jesus told the Samaritan woman, you know what, before you can be right with God, you got to convert to be a, a, a Jew. You got to leave being a Samaritan and go down and convert into a Jew. No, he left her right where she was. But it was not just for her, it was for every Samaritan. And God is leaving folk right where they are today. You don't have to be Chinese to be pleasing to God. You don't have to be white. You don't have to be black. You don't have to be Korean. You don't have to be Portuguese. You don't have to be anybody else but yourself. Just where you are. And God has something special for you to do right where you are. I, I, I want to get this point across, and I'm hoping that I'm clear on this, that everybody here was born into the place and the people and the race that you're in because God wanted you to be there. If he wanted you to be white, if he wanted you to be Korean or Chinese or something else, that's where he would have put you. But he made you black for a purpose, and those who are white for a purpose, those who are Chinese for a purpose. And one of the purposes is to be an affinity group to those whom they're within. I, I continue to you today that this Samaritan woman is going to be a blessing, amen, first to the Samaritans. Are you following me here? She's going to be first to the Samaritans, not to the Judeans. She's going to be first to the Samaritans. In this story, nowhere Jesus is bringing her and trying to convert her over to some other religion first before they can be right with God. He's right where she is. He's not trying to make her another race either. He's not trying to make her into a Jew instead of staying a Samaritan. No, he's going to use her just as she is where he has allowed her to be born into what people to make the difference right there. And I'm here to let you know today that because we are who we are, amen, we are black folks who ought to be a benefit to other black folks. Amen. Nobody knows black folks better than black folks. Amen. So as a Christian, God is calling us to trust in him, but to first be a blessing to our own people. And then we can bless others as well. And you say, somebody say, well, gosh, pastor, you starting to sound racist. No, I'm not. I never told you to hate nobody else. I just said put a priority over whom you have been born into. Amen. You're going to find that this woman didn't go running to Judea. She kept running in Samaria. And Jesus didn't stop her and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, you need to take that message down there. No, he wanted her to take the message just where she is. It is much easier, we talked about this in Sunday school, to reach those that you have an affinity with. And one of the default affinities that we have with other black folks is that we're black too. Amen. You can be black and Christian, amen. There's nothing wrong with that. We're the only people, amen, where 
Somebody will say, well, you're too black. Folks have been voted out of office because they got too black. President Obama, if he wanted to, he was not able to deal with black issues like he should have been able to because he knew if he had gotten too black, they would have put him out of there too. Nobody ever says, you too white. You too Chinese, you too Korean, you too Portuguese, you too Spaniard, you, you too British, you too you, United Kingdom, you too Irish. No, it's only black folks that they say you too black. But I contend that God has left us here to help our own people first to get to the place where their heads are up. Amen. Because God don't just love the other folks, he loves us too. Amen. And there's an elephant in the room because, amen, all of our people don't seem to know that. All of our people, some of them have been brainwashed into believing that we're less than somebody else. If, we, if that was not the case, we wouldn't go around here killing one another. You, you don't see white folks going around here with mass murders going around if, all the time for no good reason. When you get a mass murder in the white folk, he's showing sure enough crazy. Amen. You get a Jeffrey Dahmer or, or Timothy McVeigh or somebody like that. Amen. But we just go out here and kill each other when we get mad. Amen. We hear stuff about, oh, we're going down the street and somebody bumped into somebody's car and, and they got out and shot the people to death. We're just mad. But, you know, part of that is because we don't have high self-esteem in ourselves. We don't see our own self-worth. We don't see God in one another. Amen. But that's where the church, the black church, is placed. To be here to understand this issue and to care about it. Amen. Nobody else really cares about us. The only people that should really care about us is us. Amen. Now, if they care, that's good. Thank you. But we definitely should care about us. And we have social issues today that are killing us. We are almost committing self-genocide amongst our people. And those of us who know the master, we've got to be in a position to know that Jesus is not calling us out of our people. He's calling us into our people to share the gospel and to be a help and, a, and to be a support to our people. Amen. We're broke down on every hand. Our communities are run down. Amen. Because we have low self-esteem and we need to be those who come back to encourage one another. It's a trick out here, y'all. Amen. And Jesus in this text, that's why I say an elephant in the room. It's because uh, the, the, the powers that be keep talking about social integration. They keep talking about uh, all this melding in together. But, but if we just start melding in together and now our issue is everybody's issue, then nobody's issue. Right? If we get to talking, see, look what has happened with affirmative action and stuff like that. They've got, instead of it being a black issue, it's a minority issue. Well, who's a minority? It ain't just black folks. We want to believe that's just us. But no, it's Chinese, Koreans, and whoever. Now it's lesbians and gays, and everything is all in the big mosh pad of, of, of minority. No, we've got to be focused, laser focused as well, on black issue. Just like there's an issue in Samaria. It's a race issue, and we have a race issue sitting in the middle of our rooms. 
But God has been so gracious to us that he's allowed us to know him in the pardon of our sins. Amen. So that you and I, who are an affinity group of that same group, can spend some time, amen, trying to help our own people up out of the muck and miry clay. Because at this rate, amen, we will not exist after a while. We are killing one another off too fast. Amen. And on top of that, we got white cops killing us too. This is a problem, y'all. It's a big old elephant in the room. And so we have to prioritize our own people, amen, in order to get us out of this situation. It's not going to be easy, but first we got to realize that that should be our focus. We can focus and make priority black folks without alienating anybody else, without saying we hate anybody, without being one who said, well, you're not Christian. It does not mean that you're not Christian because you prioritize other folks. Nobody ever says anything when white folks prioritize white folks or Koreans prioritize Korean. You got Chinatown, you got all of this stuff. Nobody ever says, well, this group of, uh, of Asians that's right down the street here that's in this big church down here, they prioritize everything on their people and nobody says a word, say, well, you know they're racist down there. No. So why would it be racist for us to prioritize ourselves? You know, we're living in a time that we've got to do something different because we're dying too fast. Our children are lost, amen. We've got to get back to some semblance of community. And when I say community, I'm not talking about neighborhood. I'm talking about real community. See, right now we got hoods. But we need community. There's nothing going on where we are combining our skills and and building a a, a community by which we can serve one another. We're just in here and hanging out. Amen. But we have got to get back to that priority. Amen. Or our people will be lost. Amen. We are living in dire times, but God has given us the prescription. Amen. And it is the word of God. To allow us to know that we are just as important as anybody else. And every black person is precious in the sight of the Lord. We're not just meet to be gunned down and beat down, amen, and shot and killed by one another or shot and killed by police. We are somebody and we are loved by God. And we got to get that message to our people, amen, so that they can get their heads up. We can start to build some type of community to be able to to then fight back against this kind of oppression that's going on with our people. So today I'm I'm ending right here in this three-part series, but I want you to know that one of the big elephants in the room is racism. It's in this text and it's in our land today. Amen. And we are uniquely positioned to make a difference if we are willing to take on the call. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for your word on today, O oh God. Lord, we thank you for relevance, Master, in your word that is not just a first century relevance, not just a BC relevance, but Master, a relevance for the day. Issues that have been faced in the times that have passed, Master, are still issues today. Help us as baptized, born again believers and black folks, amen to work a work that's needed for one another, Master. 
to build up our communities and hopefully to, to, to stave off some of this murder and, and, and killing and stealing from one another and to begin to build up a community so that we can campaign against brutality by police and, and profiling and all of these things that are plaguing our communities. But we must have a true community to do so. So master first, bind all of your Christian community together. Lord, help us to be strong in you so that we can be examples of community among our racial people, oh God. So master, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we need you like we've never needed you before. Encourage our hearts and our minds to do your will, Master. And Lord, since you've borne us into these bodies, Master, help us to prioritize that where you have placed us. Lord, that when uh, the dust is settled and our swords are stuck in the sand of time, that we've made a difference in the lives of our people, Master. We have made a difference for the kingdom for eternity because we know in that great getting up morning there won't be no more white folk there won't be no more black folk won't be no more Koreans won't be no more Asians and Southern Asian and Turkians and Grecians but everybody will be like angels in the kingdom of God but Lord we don't want to be confused into believing that it's already occurred master we still have issue right down here master so let us, let us help us to be the affinity group that you have called us to be to be missionaries in our land to be able to deal with our culture master and make a difference for time and eternity Lord we bless your name for you are so worthy to be praised these things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 The doors of the church are open. Amen. amen. There may be somebody here, amen, who doesn't know our Savior as their Lord. We want to give another opportunity, amen, while the blood is running warm in our veins. Amen. To make a decision for the kingdom of God. It won't cost you nothing because Jesus paid it all. On that old rugged cross, he hung there from the third to the ninth hour, and then he died. He died for the sins of the world, but it didn't end there. He was buried, and on that third day morning, he rose with all power in his hand. And it's by the name of Jesus that every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. It's by the name of Jesus that we enter into the kingdom of God. No one comes to the Father except by him. Amen. 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 There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing. It's worth It sounds Just like music In my ear The
man. None came, but there is still plenty of good room. Amen. Hello, Wisdom from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings, and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast. And for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.